Hello and welcome to this, the 33rd episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Loki to my Thor, Mr. Kale Adam. How you going? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been seven days since my last dig. Yeah, we really have let that slip. <laughs> it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. And it's annoying too, because I'm, I'm at rank 25 like i am 25 and i just need to dig with some people so i can do my promotion guess what we're doing that's an assignment itself but we went straight into games and that's not what (laughs) we're about for at least the first 10 minutes but hey yeah i'm pretty good sorry i just thought about like a fun like penitence joke to do with like the dig and i just i went for it i just i couldn't help myself i went for it yeah, okay. It was a weird, weird entry into the episode, considering neither one of us would really be considered religious at all. I'm deeply religious. But seriously, how you going? Yeah, yeah, good. You know, I don't think we have to talk about COVID this week, because you've had it. I still haven't, so status quo. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we don't have COVID to talk about, we really don't have a podcast, right? Well, you don't really leave the house anymore. You've sort of become a shut-in, sort of a recluse, if you will. That's not true at all. I went to your house. I drove an hour and a half away. I was at your house. I was went to a party. You don't leave the house other than right. for work. Yeah, that's right. I'm out and about. I'm a man about town, as everyone in town no. knows. They, they see me, no, they go, there were. he is. There's the man. <laughs> He's just moving. He's not stopping for anything. No, no way, no how. We went to breakfast on uh, Saturday. We did. Sunday, we got some Saturday. more of them sweet, sweet crepes. The crepes, that have the famous been crepes. Entered into the canon. And your wife told me at some point that you hadn't gone out to eat for three months, was it? Yeah, that's probably right. So who's really the recluse here? Well, I'm married, so it's sort of acceptable for me to be like society expects me to be a recluse. If I was out and about. That would raise eyebrows. It would not be seen as <laughs> kosher. You're contradicting yourself left and right because a moment ago you were a man about town, which would ins- would make me assume you're out all the time. And now you're saying you're not and it's expected you're a recluse. I don't even know what to believe anymore. And all I know is that you are most likely lying to me and all of our listeners one way or the other. I'm, I'm a pillar of the community. You know, I'm out. I'm supporting people in their times of need. I contribute to the economy. I'm a force for good. Uh, in a small town that is mostly bad. Does it kill you inside when everyone around the town that you live in refers to you as your brother's brother? <laughs> yes, it does. I do live in my older brother's <laughs> shadow somewhat. <laughs> and your older brother hasn't lived in that town for, what, eight years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But I've learned to yeah, uh, might be. push it down real deep, real deep inside. What about you? Have you done anything? I mean, you came to my house. That was... I, uh, house. I went to a party. We got a noise complaint from the Airbnb host at like five o'clock from the neighbors. Not a noise complaint, but the neighbors were quote unquote concerned that on a Saturday afternoon, there were people at a house. They called it a, I believe they called it a uh, escalating pool party, but none of us had been in the pool and it didn't escalate. It just stayed pretty stagnant at the amount of people that were there. Uh, so, Noosa's is weird. Someone told me that the Noosa Shire Council mm, had passed mm. some sort of... Th- I'm gonna, I don't, It's not a bill. I don't know. They passed something where you, you are not allowed to have parties in Airbnbs. Yeah, well, look, Govinda, the thing is, as like a rate-paying uh, pillar of the community, as, as I mentioned, um, <laughs> the thing about Airbnb properties is that they just sort of reduce the ambiance of this beautiful town. Look, I'm sorry that I had to call in that complaint, but it, it, I was concerned it was escalating. And <laughs> it wasn't you. Don't fucking lie to me. You were nowhere near this place. Oh, you were kind of near, but not near enough. 
Oh no, I followed you. I called in the complaint. I shut it down. Because to it was who? Time. Who'd you call the complaint to? Because it wasn't the police that stopped us. It was the owner messaging. Yeah, we know each other. We're neighbours. Uh, we're, no, we're you in the, don't. Yeah, we're on the community board together. We, oh, um, you're so annoying. <laughs> I had everything you stand for. Everything. My whole life uh, is being disappointed and annoyed with you. And I don't know why we do this. I think it just exacerbates the whole situation. We're going to really need that little apology segment at the end of this. Fucking yeah, right. now. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm going to keep keep in mind. Uh, keep tabs. I need to, You need a pen and paper next to you. Yeah. For all the yeah, little yeah. things that you do and or don't do. But you were in my house for a long time. Some might say too long. I got sunburnt in the sun for, we were in the sun for 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm still sunburnt. Yeah, I'm a little sunburnt. That's um, unacceptable. Unfortunate genetics for you and I. <laughs> Would you say out of every episode we've ever done, this has been the most boring intro? No, I think this is riveting stuff. This is what I the people pay for. I think this is average. I, I wish I had more, but I, I don't. And that is, I'm going to say it. I'm going to talk about it. We're talking about it. That is caused by COVID. This is COVID's fault. Oh, okay. We're, if, we're doing if it. Everyone we're... else can blame COVID for something. I'm blaming COVID. I'm blaming COVID for this intro. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure, and due to the shift to working from home, this is the <laughs> intro now. <laughs> this is all we've got. <laughs> we dragged our shitty fat bodies onto the tennis court. Oh, that was something, wasn't it? That was something. Six months since our last game, I think. Now, the thing that concerns me the most is how rapidly my body is aging because when we first started playing tennis, the first time I ever played tennis with you, I hadn't stepped on a tennis court for years. Yes. More, five plus years I hadn't stepped yes. on a tennis court. I was never very good. But we stepped on the court for the first time. and We played for like two and a half hours. We played actual games mm. and it was good. We hadn't played for like six months now. We got on the court on Saturday, Friday night, whatever, and one hour and I was done. Yeah. I was. I couldn't do it. Pouring sweat off my entire body. I will say it felt good, and I did feel like we were kind of getting back to it. But yeah, I was. I was very, very tired, and I'm fat now. Oh, I want to blame two things. The first thing was the heat. It was very humid <laughs> and very hot. And yes, I don't sweat often, and this time I was dripping with sweat, and it was not ideal. Two COVID. Uh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I me, had COVID. Let me I once have, again so blame I, COVID. The, <laughs> so I'm going to blame COVID for this one too. I just want to I want to make a few things clear. Uh, I actually lived in uh, New York for a little bit. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, secondly, that. secondly, I had COVID too. So they're just two things that I'm just going to... I just want to make sure everyone knows about because they're mm. both pretty chill actually. I'm sick of hearing about it actually. What do you mean, dude? I never talk about that shit. And here's a beautiful segue. We spent basically the rest of the weekend playing It Takes Two, which is a video game, a highly rated video game, and one that is uh, just a time warp, a time sink. I don't understand how we've played it for this long and haven't finished it. I've Maybe I just feel like I've played it for longer than I have. You do feel that way, and like for sure, because like, we're apparently on the home stretch, and I think we are going to beat this game under the average. Okay, that's interesting. That is interesting. It's like 12 hours. I think we'll beat this in like 10. Okay. Because yep. I still haven't even... Unless the next little areas are big. Like, I don't think I've even hit eight hours yet. Yeah, it's interesting. Because so. we've really only played this in like three chunks. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So, that, yeah, all right. Yeah. Decent little little segments. Uh, so, look, it's, it's still good. I, it's just so clever. Like, everything that they do, all the little like... It's, it's obviously a game that was designed around co-op and it really shows and it's impressively fun. 
It is fun. I was thinking about what an incredible market move. Everyone talks about like how good co-op games are and that there aren't any anymore. And these guys have just moved in and this is their niche now. Like they will not make a single player game. I can't imagine. No, like, surely not. This is their thing now. Like, it's what they're known for. And for the life of me, I can never remember the name of that first game, but the Prison Break game. I always just want to say It Takes Two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it's been fun. I think I'm ready to wrap it up, though. Well, we were. I was kind of hoping that over the weekend we would have wrapped it up, but it, it just does kind of keep going. Yeah. It does just kind of keep going. Uh, not in a bad way. Like, it's fun and, and uh, what do we call it? It was whimsical. Fun and whimsical. It's very whimsical. I think I just don't play platformers like this, and so to play one for so long, I don't know. Kinda it just, do. it just not really. I don't really play. Like the last was Ratchet, Ratchet. and Clank. Yeah, yeah, it was once this year. <laughs> There's not many around though. There's not very many like mascot platformers anymore. No, it used to be a fucking jam. Like Banzo, Banjo yeah, like Kazooie, Whew. Jack and Daxter. Did you ever play Gex? I did play a little Gex. Bro, Gex was lit, dude. I could get onto some Gex again. That was a good time. Uh, Something I wanted to shout out to while I was there, because I worked from your home on Friday, Mm. was that uh, I took a little photo of my little desk set up, and then friend of the show, Sean, pointed out the little Pokemon thing that's sitting up on your shelf. And I didn't know what it was, so he asked me, and I pulled it down, and I pulled it out, and it is a original Game Boy color. Oh, yeah. Original Pokemon Red. Original Pokemon Diamond, and I was pretty impressed with that. And I was there was a point where I was like, "I'm stealing this. I'm going to take." Well, I wish I could take credit for that, but that is my wife's. She. Oh, is... I knew that. I knew, that. and that's why I didn't steal it. If it was yours, <laughs> I would. I would be showing you it now over this Facetime call. Yeah, no, no, she's pretty serious about those little pocket mo- monsters. I really like that. I essentially made her steal your Switch for the Pokemon Arceus that comes out at the end of the month, and you. We're not really aware that that was going to happen. That's fine. I don't use that stupid Nintendo handheld. It just gathers dust and I loathe it. Honestly, the OLED is like pretty nice though. It say. is like, nice. I looked at it. I it didn't play nice. it because you were in the middle of your uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 or whatever it was. And I didn't know if you had saved it or not. So I didn't do anything. But I looked at it and it was pretty nice. Just because it kills me to not have this on record. It Takes Two was developed by Hazelight Studios and their first game was A Way Out. Uh, a Way Out. Oh, I'll never remember it. I, I won't either. It. And there was even a reference to it in the game. And I was like, wow, oh, that's that game I beat. And I think <laughs> almost platinumed as well. <laughs> uh, but that's a good segue. Because speaking of platinums, we are we both did something similar yet different this week by playing zombie games. And platinuming them. I, you really shook me with your announcement of this. It actually feels like you did this in secret, you know, like as if to ambush me. I don't feel good about I it. I did. No, it wasn't in secret. I was always online when I was playing. But I did get the Last of Us 2 Platinum on Thursday, I guess, before I came to your place. And that really just came down to no one wanting to dig with me, really. I blame you. It's oh. your fault that I got that. I just, I want to dig and no one's available to dig. And I'm like, well, fuck me, right? So I'm just going to get a Platinum. Sad so the last was two platinum, and I need I need to come clean about something. Here we go. I played the entire game, right? Just normally played it through, followed my guide, and then you go through the whole bit with uh, like at the farm towards the end. I don't want to give too much away in case people haven't played it. But you know, like your Ellie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the epilogue the part. Yeah, 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 kind of. But then there's like a whole nother section. It's not a long section, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. So essentially, I got to Santa Barbara. And I was just kind of ready to just have this shit done. So I then unlocked all of these modifiers and just 
I cheated the last section of the game hard. That's fine. I had unlimited ammo, single shot kills, uh, <laughs> unlimited crafting. Like I people, I would walk into the last compound with the silenced SMG, and everyone was running at me. I was just like one shot killing everyone because <laughs> I just needed to get through. And then I found the last collectible, it pinged the platinum, and I was like, well, I have to see it out. So I continued through and I actually finished the game because I actually forgot exactly how it ended. Yeah. And so now I remember. No, it's a look, I, that's, the, you played through the game. I, there's no shame in turning on your wimpy, wimpy cheats. <laughs> you, you did your time and now you feel free it. to <laughs> enjoy. It, it was a real turning point because I, I, knew, I knew a while ago that the cheats didn't deactivate trophies and I still felt like I shouldn't do it. And then I got to Santa Barbara and I was like, I, just, I can finish this in like 30 minutes if I can just smash through this. So I did that and I, just, I literally ran through it to get there. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good good platinum. I still want to get it myself. I think I've got quite a bit of work to do, though. Like, a lot of collectibles. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I was following the po- Polygon, maybe? Polygon guide? Collectible guide? Yeah. They straight up just missed one Abbey coin. That's so infuriating. And I got to the end, and they were like, that's it? And I was like, I'm, f- I'm 49 or 50. What do you mean that's it? Like... <laughs> And I had to do a whole thing and then go back to a chapter and find a coin and like load it back up. It was, it was annoying. And so don't use that guide. It's bullshit. I should have gone to playstationtrophies.org. I made a mistake. I will learn from it. It's funny. I, like you said, I, I got a little platinum too. Uh, I, f- I finished up my few trophies in Days Gone. The inferior zombie game well, by look, PlayStation. I will say superior in terms of its trophies. I love, like, the final trophy I had to get was gather 75% of collectibles, which I love. It should never be mm. 100% of collectibles. You should just get most of them. Yeah, that's perfect. Because, like, like in my situation, it wouldn't have mattered because there's yeah. only one collectible and I still would have done it. So, I do appreciate that also. Mm. But, no, it was, um, it was exactly what I wanted. It was after you'd gone home, I just laid on my couch, I put on some podcasts, and I just whipped my motorbike through the post-apocalypse and just fucking... It, mowed down hordes of zombies and it was it was a good time it was a good time what a great time to be alive hey and the second oh, that trophy popped govinda i ritualistically deleted that game from my hard drive never shall it trouble me again i liked it i did that too you know it, I mean. it was it's like cathartic i was like platinum pinged finish the story boop 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 delete and the last of us two is done see you yeah later. it's filed away it is in the memory bank Oh, no, uh, but other than that, I didn't really play anything else this week at all, really. I did like a couple of digs myself because I really do want to get this like this promotion thing. But then I realized that if I'm the only one promoted, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so, um, I, I will say this to you. I think we should knock it out for both of us this week uh, because I can kind of feel this game's time coming to a close, at least for now. We're about to get a lot of games. I'm going to be busy with uni in a little while, but like basically the next few days are going to be prime digging time. Yeah, that's it. Especially being that in like two weeks we have Dying Light 2 and that's another co-op-y. It is another co-op-y, which is a good time. Which is a good time. And I'm glad that you're the one buying this one. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm spending, Everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. I'm spending some fucking money. As we discussed, I'll get that. I'll get... Elden Ring, and then I've also got to get Total War Warhammer 3 for my PC nerdiness, and never yeah, that again is true. That shall is we mention true. that. That's a $300 week. Well, the problem I have here, right, is I think Month, you're I mean, pretty fuck. much just not going to play Horizon, because <laughs> Total War comes out 
a week before or 10 days before Horizon? It's like you don't know me. You know I'm going to play both of them at the same time. <laughs> no, actually, I just realized I, I, said that, I said it out loud and I was like, actually, 10 days is probably enough for you to be feeling good about the Total War vibe. I'll get- and to then give yourself enough. It is true. Like, this sounds crazy as the host of a PlayStation podcast. Like, I'm going to play Total War over Horizon. Horizon's going to go to the back burner until Elden Ring comes out, which is going to push both of them to the... Let's... To be honest, Horizon might take me a while to get through. Like, weeks, months even. (laughs) It's like... so... It's like you don't even care about this podcast and me and our fans. I'm just not a Sony fanboy. And I like I prefer the games I like, not just the ones that the company makes. You know what I mean, Govinda? Do you know what I mean? I just, I'm, sh- I think we just need to, is this it? Is this the this last is it. episode? This is it. You are shooketh and this is okay. it. Well, luckily, they'll, this is our last episode, everyone. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. I guess we'll keep talking about stuff, but uh, whatever. <laughs> just know that it's done. <laughs> just know that it's done. Speaking of that company we love, there was an update on the PlayStation blog called 22 in 22, and I think you're smart enough to know what that means. Sony is, uh, I'm going to say promising. They are promising these 22 games in the year 2022. And you know what? We're going to go through them. You know what is a little bit shit? I will just say this. I'm, I'm on the site now. I'm looking at it. They, there is a tiny little bit at the end that says, uh, yeah, we're going to take a look at some of the biggest games coming down the pipe in 2022 and beyond, which is such a shitty little cop out that I didn't catch. Well, you know what's really interesting is also if you go to the very bottom of the page, uh, release dates are subject to change and not all games may launch in 2022. Fuck! <laughs> My entire, like, the point of this was that they release in 2022. Well, look. If you actually look at them all, they're they're all slated for 2022. Yeah, but it's just I think Sony's just covering themselves, being like, "Well, things get pushed all the time. Literally monthly, there is a new game that's getting delayed for something. So take it with a grain of salt." I included this because this seems to be the first like rock solid indication that God of War will hit in 2022. I actually still don't believe it though. Neither do I. I think that's a early 2023 game i feel like march february march that sounds about right it could i think be... that's when the last one came out it seems to make sense yeah right on right on so i don't know if you actually want to go through all these there are some interesting little tidbits in here though tidbit away i forget that the uncharted legacy of thieves collection is coming out at the end of january yeah i also saw that and what what's in there it's just uh, uncharted 4 and uncharted lost legacy is that correct That is correct. Both remastered for the glorious PlayStation 5, and I've not really played The Lost Legacy. I played like. Neither have I. Yeah, that's why I'm actually drawn to this. I'm like, eh. I could also play Uncharted 4 again, if I'm being. I could too. I want to know what they're going to do with the remaster. I I need it to be 4K60. I really need it. I I need textures upscaled too. I need them better textures on there. I need them to just make this look lit. I feel very confident that will happen. Whoa. That's coming out January 28th. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that one's going to get pushed for a couple of months, but it'll be I'll see cheap. You. I'll then. see you when it's on PlayStation Plus. That's <laughs> that's real. Did you say you might check out Gran Turismo? Or did I make that up in my head? Uh, I might. I don't, I'm interested, but I'm not interested enough. You know what I mean? And I'm honestly just, I'm concerned about that game. I'm concerned I'm about concerned. its time frame. March 4th. That's a... Uh... Well, it's a different breed, right? It's like a, It's a very like racing sim... They're calling it the return of the car PG. Oh. So it means there'll be like vehicle progression, which interests me all of a sudden. Like, honestly, I'm just reading this right now in the thing blog post and I'm like, well, 
maybe that maybe I will play that. <laughs> uh, it, it's timing is weird, so I don't know if we're playing it then because I'll almost certainly be pretty heavy into Horizon, but or Elden Ring at that point. But who knows? Yeah, we don't have to go through all of this. I honestly see this Golem Lord of the Rings. That's not coming out this year. For I don't even care sure, about. I don't it. think it's coming out. I really don't either. I don't understand how they're going to make that a game that's interesting to play, but I've been wrong before. We were talking off my Sultan Sacrifice, the uh, follow-up to Sultan Sanctuary. I'm kind of, like, interested in that. I, I like the original on Vita. That's a weird was little... Was it like a little uh, 2D, platformy, Dark Souls-y kind of game? Souls-like, Govinda. We call them Souls-likes. I'm going to stick with Dark Souls-y. And then, Dark of course, Soul-y? Little Devil Inside, which is... I don't think it's ever coming out, but I'll always be interested. Well, it's TBC 2022, so that's an easy push as well. What's one game on here you just could not care less about? Uh, it is called Forspoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you couldn't care less about that, dude. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. That is one I could not care less about. I mean, look, sorry. I just happen to be looking at Forspoken, and I have a well-known, uh, well-publicized grudge against this game. If you really want a real answer, it's probably going to... Uh, I can't even say that. That's Stray, I'm the just... little Stray Cat game. I could be into that. <laughs> Can I just try and sell you on Forspoken a little more? Go on. Just, I know you're not sold at all, so it's really selling you to some extent rather than at all. Forspoken sports a powerhouse cast, including Gary Witter of Rogue One and Amy Hennig of Uncharted as authors, uh, and Bear McCreevy, Battlestar Galactica, and Gary Scheiman, Destroy All Humans, and Bioshock composing. Uh, it's Bear McCreevy. Put some respect on your name. Did I say McCreevy? You said McCreevy. <laughs> You're going to cut all this out so I look like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I love making you look like an idiot. It's my my goal in life, really. It's what I'm here for, my purpose. (laughs) Nothing? I saw saw Battlestar Galactica and Bioshock composers. I thought that might do it for you. It's pretty good. I do. Like, I love Rogue One. I think Gary Witt is a great writer. Has he worked on games before? You don't have to answer that. I don't expect you to know that. Yes, he has definitely worked in video games. He has written for Duke Nukem Forever, Prey, and Gears of War. Uh, and he was also tapped to oversee the narrative development of the episodic Walking Dead by Telltale Games. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he does have a pretty decent, like with Prey, Gears of War, and The Walking Dead, he's got a pretty decent pedigree. Um, he was also a story consultant on Halo 5 Guardians. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, The Walking Dead is actually kind of ringing a bell now. That actually does. Yeah. So he definitely he definitely games and has been in the game sphere. I actually think it's a it's a positive that your expectations for this game are so low. Yeah, I might actually be surprised and enjoy this. Yeah, that's it's, what um, I'm hoping for. Is because my, my my I'm tempered, right? I've got tempered expectations that I think there's enough good things here that it could end up being good. I will be I I concede that it is campy as hell. Like the dialogue yeah. is not great, but it, it could grow on you. Who knows? You know. I just, there's something about it that I can't shake. Like, it seems like a tech demo. The world seems fucking lifeless. Like, it's just anything with yeah, her, like, Yeah, you like traversing. Final Fantasy games. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, the epitome of lifeless world where you walk through corridors in buildings that have no purpose and rooms that have no purpose. They're just empty rooms for the sake of putting monsters in them. Yes, thank I just you. think, come on, let's, let's ease up on the world a little bit. I think well, it looks pretty, pretty special, you know? No, it looks fucking dead and lifeless. Uh, it's different when it's a JRPG, Govinda. This is a action open world game. Okay, so you're just going to give game. them a break. What you if just give them a break for no fucking reason because you like them. Is that why, Kale? What if there were no fucking dinosaurs in Horizon? <laughs> That's what this looks like to me. It's just like, 
her running through open fields. But running with style, which is all important. Right. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we're all right, about look, let's done. Move along. We are, we are, we're going to move along real quick. Really quickly, we're just going to do a little thing because there was a... Uh, look, it's a recent, recent kind of discovery or someone noticed a bit of a strange thing happening in the PlayStation Store on PS5 in that PlayStation 3 games are showing up there. And that's not super abnormal... But in the past, when a PlayStation 3 game showed up in the PlayStation Store, you would click it and it would take you to PlayStation Now, which would be the only way you could play them if you wanted to. But someone noticed that there's actually price tags on them, which is hmm. very abnormal. And there's rumors that it's it's hinting at some maybe future backwards compatibility support. Nothing substantiated. Take it with a grain of salt. But what I did want to do, Kale, is I wanted to ask you a question. No. Oh, I mean, sorry, sorry, question. sorry. I'm, I'm remembering out. I'm remembering our improv classes. Yes. So, uh, say uh, yes. Actually, sorry. Yes. And a uh, yes. And <laughs> you got to No, you got to add shit. You're really bad at improv. If you could play. Yes. And oh, sh- 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 <laughs> is there a PS3 game that you cannot currently play on your PlayStation five that you would like to play? Not really. I think is the True. answer. I think. That's fair. Yeah. I think all the games I loved on PS3 kind of did come to PS4, yeah, like things like, like Bioshock came yeah. across. Like even at Bioshock Infinite was a PS3 game, but that's you can play that now in the in Bioshock collection. I also feel like that was a big generation for me. I played a lot of games, even if it was mostly like on the Xbox side of things. Oh, okay. I just actually thought of a couple. I thought of a couple, but one no, very well, specifically. Get into it. One that I really want to play. The only reason I want to play it too is I was I was a hair off the platinum trophy. Mm. But there's no way I can play it right now, and that's Infamous 2. Okay, okay. I'm kind of surprised that they've never done another, like an Infamous collection of Infamous 1 and 2. You could even put Second Son in there as well. It's always been rumoured. I feel like that's been a thing that gets, like, floated every now and then. The problem is, who was it? Is it, is it Sucker Punch? Yeah, yep. They're too busy. Yeah, they're not doing this anymore. Now they they're do not doing that shit. Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Maybe that's a Blue Point project. Okay. They do the little remaster, you know, they did they did Demon Souls so well, and it's like, cool, let's here you go, have this. But anyway, the problem with that would be that it would give me a PlayStation 5 trophy list for it, and my trophies are stuck on PS3. I will so I would need it to be the PS3 backwards compat game for me to do it. On top of that, I would like the Resistance series. Mm, yeah, that's good stuff. Mm, yeah, I would like the Resistance series. Um, just really quickly on the uh infamous though, I'm ashamed to say that I have played uh not neither the first nor second infamous mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I would need an entirely new remake a la Demon Souls for me to do oh, that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Again, my motivation is strictly platinum trophy hunting. Of course, of course. It, 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 I look back at it and I see that I'm on like 89% and there's like one trophy I have to get and it's just a collect-a-thon. And I, I could easily do that, but I can't <laughs> because <laughs> it's locked behind a console that's dead. You know what I mean? So that and Resistance was just kind of a good franchise that I think didn't get enough credit. We played a lot of that together. The first one particularly. That was the best co-op experience because it was just like drop in, drop out, and you are just generic second character that's not shown in any story, but you're there. And that's the (laughs) important part. Yeah, good fun. Good fun. If you couldn't tell, we're doing a few rapid fire news stories here because uh, it was kind kind of a light week. But I did want to... Give a little update on last week's story. If you remember, Techland made the outrageous claim that Dying Light 2 would take 500 hours to complete. They did walk that back and have now stated that a normal 
playthrough of this game is probably going to take you around 80 hours. And the main story itself will be about 20 hours. <laughs> what a walk back, huh? Yeah, I mean, they kind of like hung on to it. And they're like, you know, if you just do absolutely everything and replays and you could get to 500 hours. Where did it come from originally? We don't know. It's just, it's just <laughs> hubris. What a walk back. Oh my God, 500% walk back. <laughs> the interesting new addendum to this story though is, and again, like as if they hadn't had enough of outrageous claims for this week, they said that they will be supporting this game with DLC and post-launch content for five years. You think that's fair? Yeah, no, it is. Considering the game took eight years to develop, that means that they could support it for five years and then develop another game in three years. Yeah. And also, what does support mean? DLC, patching, updates. Does it? Yeah. Is that what it means to you or is that what they intend? Because what it could be to me in my mind is like, we'll keep the servers up for five years. No, they explicitly said DLC and updates, content updates for five years, explicitly. Does that mean they'll we'll have two updates in the, like, the first two years, one update two years later? Probably. And then like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably, but you know. And like, it'll be skin packs. If I recall, the original Dying Light got at least one very meaty expansion that had like a whole new area. It was called like The Following or something. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm not going to be playing this game for five years. So I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to play this game for five months, <laughs> let alone five weeks. It's true. I, it'll be, yeah, I'll be flat out to play it for five weeks in the month it comes yeah, out. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Final Fantasy XIV is... Uh, you're going to be able to purchase it again. You'll remember it was pulled from online digital stores because people too just, popular. Yeah, too popular. too popular. You physically could not... There were not enough hours in the day to get into a fucking server. But for all our good Australian compatriots out there, we have a little Australia Day surprise. Square Enix is launching brand new Oceanian servers and the game will be available again uh, on the 26th, the day of our country, of our nation, Govinda. We don't... We don't celebrate that day, Kale. I thought you did every year. You you wrap yourself in an Australian flag. No, you listen to no, the hottest no. one hundred. You get wasted. Huff the blue. hottest one hundred. Who listens to the radio, dude? Ooh. You, you and <laughs> no, your Airbnb parties. <laughs> My Airbnb parties are done and dusted well before this this d- terrible day <laughs> in this terrible country of ours. What's the opposite of being a nationalist? <laughs> A, like a traitor? A, a sedition? <laughs> a a seditionist? Yeah, like a separatist, I guess. It would be like... A... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's the Star Wars separatists. Yeah, yeah the Trade Federation. <laughs> I'm calling for a referendum. I'm ready for it. This, but this... I'm doing it officially. I, I feel like this story doesn't do anything for you, but I thought it, it doesn't. Was... That's why. I, can you tell? Because like I'm not even talking about it. It's pretty wild. They're actually doing an Australian server, and they're going to like try and incentivize people by like you know, you'll get bonuses for transferring to the, like, off... Traditionally, like, Australians played on the Japanese server. That's where I had a character. So it'll be it'll be interesting, I think. Oh, you don't need to incentivize it. Everyone will do it just for sh- sheer connection alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Always, hot tip, if you don't know it and you can, always go on Australian servers. Always. Unless you don't live in Australia. <laughs> in which case, what the fuck oh, are you doing? true. Whoa. Like, in what case? In that case, what? <laughs> go... Go to your your closest server. Sorry. <laughs> Shit, I forget we're an international podcast when... Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. fuck. Move into the bespoke news that we care about for the week. Here it is, the news that we care about. Sony Santa Monica's excellent new take on God of War was a huge success on PlayStation, and so it should surprise no one that it's proving popular on PC as well. At the time of writing, God of War has reached 65,000 concurrent players over its launch weekend, which is a hugely impressive milestone, shattering the record set by Horizon Zero Dawn at 49,000. It's pretty impressive when you consider that service titles like Rocket League and Destiny 2 hit 52,000 and 77,000 concurrent, respectively, during the same period. Yeah, I just like, I'm kind of fascinated by Steam stats because we don't have them on PlayStation. Like, you can't see at any second how many people are playing each game. I think it's fascinating. And I think it's really. (laughs) Don't. Don't think it's fascinating. I, look, there's things that I, I would extrapolate from this that I think are fascinating. And the first thing I would extrapolate is that PlayStation games on PC are not popular. Depend, define popular. Like 65,000 is not a lot of people for a game that sold millions on PlayStation and probably on its launch weekend had multiple millions playing concurrently. But you don't know that. That's why I think this is fascinating. You don't have the statistics to Well, back we know sales. We know, sales, we know sales for sure. But you can't know what the concurrents are because PlayStation doesn't make that information available. I just think this is not impressive numbers, honestly. It's, and I think, like, I, I look at it and, like, sure, like, it's a long, it's a slow burn on PC. And But I think a lot of people who are playing it on PC probably had a PlayStation 5 and probably played it on PlayStation 5, maybe. And that's why numbers are a bit... Mm. Do we have sales numbers on PC or just concurrents? Not yet. This is how we can judge it this way. They'll probably announce that next week. But I would imagine it would be in the millions as well. Like, they're going to sell buttloads of this. You wrote here, it's pretty impressive when you consider that service titles like Rocket League and Destiny 2, 52k and 77k concurrents at the same period. I'm like, well, it's impressive that they are beating God of War and concurrents and they've been out for five years. I see like God again, of War is like a new exclusive PlayStation release coming to PC and a game like Destiny 2, I guess there's got DLC that's come out relatively recently, but that's got another 12,000 concurrent players over God of War. I mean, I you could look at it that way. Like Rocket League and Destiny have been on sale for years and presumably have tens of millions of players, like Rocket League especially. I could imagine yeah, yeah. like well, a ridiculous... Des- I'd say Destiny more so. Well, tens of millions of players, but like I've seen Destiny Rocket League a powerhouse. I've seen Rocket League available for like you know twelve dollars kind of thing in Steam sales. Oh no, I just more meant about like their their overall audience and player base. Like I'd say I don't know who would have more, but if I had to put money on it, I'd say Destiny Two would have a bigger player base. Yeah, I'd, I'd give you that. I did um want to point to this. Uh, so when Horizon Zero Dawn came to PC, it sold almost eight hundred. Oh, 720,000 copies during its release month. So we know this is doing better than okay. that. Uh, okay, so let's say it's, it's hitting like a million for the first month. Yeah, which considering, okay, well, I think, again, off the top of my head, I think God of War sold 10 million copies on PlayStation. And wasn't it Days Gone sold about a million on, on PlayStation, on uh, on PC? Yeah. Uh, so it seems like they're averaging probably around that million mark for PC. Yeah. That's, look, it's worth it for them, for sure. You sell this game a million... For what eighty dollars plus, they're making some nice change, pocket change off that. And it's only the launch month. Like, give this a couple of years to sit there and percolate Steam sales. Like, selling this for half price. Like, yeah, it's certainly worth it. 
it's just at this point I'm surprised. I guess Microsoft does it too, but at this point I'm surprised PlayStation doesn't have their own like online game purchasing platform. Oh, please God, don't give them that idea. Do you have any idea how that's the worst part of using a PC? Like, is having to go to like 400 stores to get the game that you want? Right now, I have Steam, the Epic Game Store, the Microsoft Store, and Ubisoft Play. Currently on, sitting on my fucking and there's desktop. more than that too, isn't there? Isn't there like EA Access and shit? Oh yeah, and it's super annoying because like Total War Troy was exclusive to the Epic Game Store, and then it came out on Steam, and I was like, well, I never want to. You touch bought the it again, didn't you? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. you did buy it again. <laughs> it's a, you're a monster, dude. Uh, anyway, look, I'm actually surprised we spoke as long for that about that as we actually did because when I saw this in the list, I was like, oof, it's been a slow news week. I think we've got to get used to this uh, PC so. focus. It's going to be a big deal this year. Like a lot of... Actually, interesting. I- I'd be... What do you think? Do you think this year we will see a day and date release on PC and PlayStation? Could no. there be a... You don't think that'll happen? No. I don't think they... I don't want to say ever, but I think that's very unlikely that we will get that in the near future at any point. Because I think PlayStation wants PlayStation to be the quote-unquote best place to play you know yeah i i feel that like i think they they'd rather because i think what had happened right for someone like you potentially as well you've got a pc you got a playstation but if if they're like oh god of war ragnarok day one on pc and you have better settings and better graphics whatever you were going to play it on pc and surely putting a game on the steam store they are not taking the sort of cut they're taking putting it on the playstation store honestly and also just for brand for the brand itself it doesn't seem like a smart move I actually don't think I would do that. I say that now, but I would rather play a PlayStation game on PlayStation for a few reasons. Like, for me, it's personally... Trophies. Well, it's there's trophies. It's more comfortable in my setup to play on a console. Uh, yep, true. And most crucially is the dual sense. I'd rather it. If it's going to look the same, if it's going to run at 60, I'd rather play on PlayStation. But what if they say God of War Ragnarok could go up to 120 on PC? I don't and care. And the graphics were better. And you can still plug your DualSense. You can still connect your DualSense. And you don't care about adaptive triggers. So what's the like? What's the draw there? Well, it's the haptic feedback. You don't get that on PC. At least you I don't think you do. Though, right? Yeah, it's not the same though. You can't go back. I think you can. I think you can go back without the, the haptic. What, and you'll be okay. What I guess I want to try and nail down then. So we had Ghost of Tsushima launch in July of 2020 and then it came to PC a year later in August 2021. Do you think we'll see shorter time frames? Like that's just about a year. I think a year is the sweet spot. I think it is too. That feels like... I think a year is going to be probably where we're going to sit for a while. I don't know. I think we're going to get day and date one day and there's going to be some sad, angry fanboys. And it's going to be sweet. I, I just don't know why they would do it. I don't see like what their incentive is to do that. Because one, you're then you're splitting like Sony Santa Monica now, where you're like, cool. So not only do you have to develop for PlayStation, but you have to develop for PC, which then is going to be more resources on them, rather than giving it to a port house later and being like, you deal with it. You know, it just doesn't seem like a smart move for PlayStation to do that. It's a good. I mean, like we do know that Sony picked up PC studios like Nix's. But again, I see your point. Like, that's a different story when you're in development to like give yeah, another yeah, it studio. Adds complexity. I was watching something about how cooked Battlefield 2042 is, and like one of the big reasons why that game was so bad was one they changed their mind of what it was for consistently throughout the whole pre-production, which took fucking four years. But then they were talking about how the pandemic actually does suck, and when you're developing for multi-platform, like 
people would be on their like Teams chat or whatever chat they were doing being like, hey, who has an Xbox that I can test this on? Like, I need to test this build. I don't own an Xbox here. I need someone who has an Xbox to test the build. And they were doing that constantly. Like, everyone's like, oh, who's got a PS4? I need to test this build on a PS4. I don't have one. And it was like a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah, that's so, good. I just think it would be silly for you to tell Naughty Dog, hey, yeah, you're working on your new IP. Cool. Now develop it for another platform. Day one. Yeah. Patches and everything. And I just think it's better for them to be like, hey, Bluepoint, this is your job now. Yeah. A year later. You have a year to do it. Yeah, no, I can feel so, that. And I also think it's weird to compete against yourself on another store that you're probably not making as much on. Yeah, anyway. no. Yeah, that's my two cents. Anyway. Let me move you right along, Govinda. We joked about it last week, but as we live in a simulation, last week's jokes have become this week's reality. The rumoured February PlayStation Showcase is looking more likely, according to in-the-know industry insider Tom Henderson, who we talk about constantly on this web fucking show. <laughs> web you know show? Who we should try and get an interview with? Tom Henderson? Fuck yeah, dog. That's the only one I'll do. The, I'll, I'll do the work if we can get Tom Henderson on the show. Nah, he's small fries. I don't want that fucking idiot. Nah, I'm kidding, Dude, Tom. Sorry. This guy is... <laughs> This guy is the goat of insider information, I'm telling he you. He is. I'm very impressed. I'll, uh, I'll continue. Uh, this event, which could potentially be as soon as the 3rd of February, would be a Horizon Forbidden West blowout ahead of that game's February 18th launch. In addition, the showcase would feature smaller upcoming games like Sifu and possibly even a Hogwarts Legacy update. If you feel like that is too much Horizon ahead of its launch, I would agree with you. But really, it's the least of your worries if you exist online. In other news, as verified by website Video Game Chronicle, an early PS4 build of Forbidden West, playable from start to finish, has been leaked, and full game spoilers are officially in the wild west of the internet. Govinda, are you going to stay offline? I don't really... I'm going to be really honest. Honestly, since we started doing this podcast, I don't look at game media. Yeah, it's funny. I can't either now because it's... I don't really listen to podcasts. I don't really watch anything or... Yeah, I don't... I'm not super concerned I'll get spoiled. Mine is... I'm a a habitual uh, Twitter user and that's that's the place it happens. That's where you're getting spoiled. That's where little dickheads are going to ruin your day. You can avoid these things if you're wary. Like, you, you know, you're not opening videos. You're just... Well, I'm opening videos, but like the trick, I think the ultimate trick is like, don't go onto a YouTube page about Horizon and read the comments. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You just like, stay you away. Know, like, don't look at the comments. You can watch the trailer, sure, but just don't look at the comments. It's not necessary. You'll be okay. It did make me think. I haven't been spoiled on anything in a while. What was the last thing you were spoiled on? Do you remember? That was I just threw you I, under the bus. <laughs> I don't think I've been spoiled on a whole lot. Uh, the only one... Oh, okay, the, the most recent one was what when I decided I was going to go ahead and watch The Mandalorian Season yeah. 2. And the, part of the reason why it took me so long, it probably took me like a few months, was one, I didn't want to get another Disney Plus subscription. But two, the day after the final episode released, IGN posted on their Twitter, on their Instagram, like... Well, wasn't it crazy that so-and-so shows up? I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Day, the next day you did this. Are you crazy? And I was like, oh, well, I don't really want to watch it now. And then I eventually did. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I was so devastated. Uh, like, they spoiled the fact that that soldier chick is a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to find out organically, but they Yeah, yeah. I they really wanted to that. see her in a video at a rally and be like, I knew it. I knew it. Damn uh, it. That was probably the most recent. I don't get a lot spoiled for me because I just don't look into things too much. So I never really risk it. Because didn't The Last of Us 2 get leaked or some shit before yeah, it Yeah, it did. Launched? 
Oh, but you know, the trick with that was um, they were wrong. The spoilers weren't entirely correct. Ah, that's nice. That's nice. I think everyone was like worried that Abby was like transgender or something. That was the theory that they were like, oh. No, Lev was. Well, yeah, yeah, but that was the thing. It was the spoilers said that Abby was. That's yeah, what. Yeah, okay, but they were just the... off a little bit because it was Lev instead. Yeah. Uh, you know what's something really interesting is I actually didn't pick up on that for the first playthrough. I got to be only... honest, like, I only thought about it because of those spoilers and also because I see the fucking outraged idiots that thought it was a huge deal. There were just bits in this playthrough of The Last of Us that I was like, oh, like light bulb moments. I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense because there's a bit where, like, you're with Lev and Yara, like the little... The, what, what are they, they called? The, the, um, the, the Scars. They're called Scars, yeah. but they're Seraphites. The Seraphite little brother and sister duo. Uh, and they keep calling Lev Lily while they're looking for him. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Why are they calling him Lily? And I didn't make sense that, like, Lev was called Lily. Yeah. And then yeah. changed his name to Lev and then shaved his head. And then that's why their mum was all crazy. And I was like, oh, Lev's trans. <laughs> of course. It makes so much sense. Yeah, so that's I didn't know that until the last playthrough. Yeah, so there's that. I just want to point something out real quick. And we are, we're becoming somewhat of like some prophets. We <laughs> seem to have visions of the future because we joked about one of us getting COVID and then the next week we got COVID. Now look, that was well, a I statistical... Say we, I want you, <laughs> that was statistically very obvious. I, for sure. <laughs> and, and that's why we didn't really speak too much on it last time. But then last week we joked about this this rumoured PlayStation showcase being about Horizon just before Horizon comes out. And then this week, we have a Horizon showcase that's going to be about Horizon just before Again, Horizon comes out. It's still only rumoured to be about Horizon, but you it's looking... You know PlayStation's going to do that. You oh, of it. course. They have to. It's <laughs> The timing, like the 3rd of February, it's like two weeks, two and a half weeks before the game comes out. That's enough time to piss everyone off and show some gameplay. That's... I. There's so much gameplay out already, though. Like, why do we need more? I don't understand why they do this. I literally couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, why would you be like, hey, remember that game you've already probably pre-ordered or you're already going to buy? Like, you've already made your mind up if you're buying this or not. So this this showcase isn't going to help at all. So what we're going to do is we're going to show you the first 30 minutes of the game or some dumb shit like that. All I really want is a story trailer because, like, all we really know right now is there's, like, a red thing. Something red is it's taking like the red over moss. the land. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something weird. And there's literally no information really other than that about what this story is about. Yeah. I wonder though, like, Sony's not dumb. This must work. Like, it must, this isn't for you and I, but there must be people that are like, oh, like, they need a reminder that this game is coming out in a few weeks. There must be millions of people that. Yeah, but you can do that with marketing pushes. Like, all you need to do is YouTube ads. Like, ads on YouTube. Because you can't skip them now. Fucking kidding me with that shit. I'm so mad. But I just don't, I, yeah, I, I guess. And there's also, I, I think back into my youth when I was like so hyped on shit coming out that I was like, yeah. give me any little tidbit. Like I just need to see more. And that was all I used to do. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I saw it. I'm going to buy that when it comes out and I don't need to see any more until it comes out. So I've changed too. And I guess you are right. It's not just for me. It's, yeah, I don't pre-order games. Like now, like now I pre-load games. I'll buy it like the night before. That's you like. You know what? That's what I do. Yeah, that's, that's that's good too. Because if, if you can get there and reviews have come out and it looks good, awesome. Yeah. I've made two mistakes. And I would say they're two of the biggest mistakes I've ever made that I've now, I'm never pre-ordering again unless reviews are already If out. you're going to that fucking would be... just whinge about Jurassic World Evolution again, I'm going to be <laughs> Wait, so why would I whinge about Jurassic World Evolution? That wasn't a pre-order. That, I, I, thought... got the, I got the first game super cheap and that was a great buy. Honestly, I got my money's worth easily out of that one. 
Cyberpunk Battlefield 2042. I pre-ordered both of these games, and both of them were fucked. Yeah, Battlefield, 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 <laughs> Battlefield. Uh, especially stings because you pressured me into getting that. You did that, and we had to get the fucking expensive version to play early. Yeah, we did. That and hurts. We did. Yeah, Cyberpunk, yeah. Cyberpunk. I don't know. I still think it's gonna be all right one day, so it doesn't. By the hurt. time it's all right, it'll be half the price I paid for it. That's very true. <laughs> you know, and that's what hurts the most. Uh, Battlefield. Like, I saw something where Battlefield with people were getting their money back, and I was like, "Can I do that?" Like, I'm so upset with that game. We honestly, I need to spend like a whole segment one day just talking about why that game's fucked. Uh, something I want to add on to this because it's not in our show notes here, but you did mention it in our last story, and that's that possibly we'll get a Hogwarts Legacy update. Uh, apparently. Hogwarts Legacy is not having such a great time in development right now and is, quote-unquote, in trouble. Oh, who's saying such things? So there's a thing on Gamer Rant right now as well. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy in trouble and could get delayed to next year. But there's multiple reports across the interweb that kind of hints at a similar outcome. I believe it. Where, yeah, they're, they're probably having a bit of a tough time. And I look, it kind of makes sense where... It's a new IP. Like, it's obviously not a new IP. Harry Potter is Harry Potter, but it's a new game series and it's an RPG and they seem to be relatively complex and compared to your little movie tie-in games we used to get for Harry Potter. Yeah, Gamer Rant just has a, has a little bit here that says, uh, there was once a time when Hogwarts Legacy release date was expected to be some point in 2021, but then Warner Bros. Interactive announced that it was delaying Hogwarts Legacy release date to an undetermined point in 2022. There haven't been any updates on the game since then, and it seems that there may be a reason for that. According to Colin Moriarty of the Sacred Symbols podcast, Hogwarts Legacy may very well be delayed to 2023. Yeah, apparently an industry insider saying that it's it's not expected to come out this year, and that it is in some sort, quote-unquote, in some sort of trouble. So, yep, don't get too stoked on that. I still think <laughs> it's going to be fun when it comes out, even though it might be in a little bit of trouble, but I would say that's because maybe they're trying to make a cool, complex game rather than... Um, Skeezy little movie tie and cash grab. Do you reckon there's any way we can talk about that game in a positive light without accusations of transphobia? Do you think that's going to be something that can happen on the internet? Like, uh, I I'm going to be so interested it's to gonna see be... what happens across the internet oh, when this game comes out. I like I live for the gamer tears and for the for the just self righteous uh, feature articles, and both are going to flow. Thick and heavy, and I'm gonna just be lapping it up. So my my ultimate dream, because it's it'll be interesting, because this game's set in like the 1800s of Hogwarts. Yeah. But what what will the internet do if the developer puts in? Because it's it's an RPG. You're creating your own Hogwarts character, like going to Hogwarts, your own student. What will the in- internet do if the developer puts in the option to be non-binary? I mean, there's gonna be some eggs upset. And I say eggs, these are the Twitter eggs, (laughs) like just nameless, faceless accounts. Oh, I see what you're saying. The the accounts, like the the throwaway accounts. The anime avatar. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, I mean, that would be totally fine. I mean, it, I guess if you want to be that guy, like it might not be, uh, you know, historically accurate for for that time period of (laughs) Harry Potter, but, uh. You know, I wonder if J.K. Rowling would block that idea. The real issue is she'd be like, "Not in my world, absolutely not." The real issue is how the um the Rowling haters are gonna justify playing this game. Like, if this game comes out and it's awesome, and you grew up playing Harry Potter, but now you hate J.K. Rowling, how are you gonna rationalize that in your life that she is gonna get <laughs> money from you? 
How are you going to deal with that? Because then, like, like, how are you going to talk? How are you going to complain on the internet if you haven't played it? But how are you going to play it without funding her? You know what I mean? It's oh, and then it, like you you talk heaps of shit about it and her, and then it comes out like someone screenshots your trophies and you've been playing it. <laughs> That's the best one. That's the best one. You get Troy Bacon. Oh. oh. Uh, okay, look, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I th- I'm a little drained. I think I have to um go have a pad thai about it. Oh, is it pad thai night? Yeah, it's leftover pad thai from last night. Nice, dude. Nice. I don't know what I'm gonna have, but it doesn't really matter. I'm keen for a dig if you are. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. A little bit later, I've got um you know season finale of Yellow Jackets. That's right, Yellow Jackets, the TV show. That is my cultural recommendation for this week. Go and watch Yellow Jackets. It's about hot teens getting stuck in the wilderness and having to fucking feast each on each other's flesh in a cannibalistic fashion to survive. All right, you kept you kept going there. I was expecting that to stop. Uh, any apologies, takes backs, recognition? Look, I'm sorry I called in the noise complaint. I'm sorry I cancelled your party. I just I actually just wish you would apologize for lying about it cuz I know it wasn't you and and I just don't know if the people know it wasn't you. You know like I live in a holiday town we get sick of you know blow-ins like you you come in from the city you you ruin the ambiance and um I'm sorry. I don't know if that t- that seemed very backhanded. It was. <laughs> this is this segment's over. We're never doing this again. <laughs> there, oh my lord. Is there anything you'd like to apologize for? No. No, but I do look. No, no apologies, no take backs. I stand by everything that I said during this. <laughs> but I would like to give you some recognition um, because your uh, your lead in for the Horizon story was uh, was pretty. Oh, good. thank you. This could be a little pump up. I enjoyed section. it. I enjoyed I it. I appreciate there that. Yeah, let's let's have some recognition. You know, recognition is important as well. I would like to. Job well done on that one. Also, um, sh- oh fuck. No, no, no. I didn't even know what else I was going to say. I was just talking for the sake of it. So by all means. I would like more um, ratings and reviews on iTunes. I feel like I have been lax on that, on uh, pumping people for that. Uh, I don't want to fucking... That's fair. That's fair. I don't want to like berate anyone or anything, but you know, it's been a little while since we got one. And, and again, they need to be five-star because right now we have a fucking flawless five-star rating and I need that to continue, but I also need the numbers to go up for my ego. Yeah, no, that's actually super true. We we have 27 five-star ratings, so I'm actually pretty happy with that. I would like to crack 30, though. 30? I want 50. So <laughs> Shoot for the oh, stars. Well, attainable, small attainable goals, Kale. Break it up into bite-sized pieces. We'll get to 50, but we'll push it to 30. If we can get 30 by next week, I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. I like that, nice. So if, if you are listening to this and you have listened to this more than once, not this episode, obviously, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Don't listen to the episode more than once. It's weird. Unless you listen to it on different platforms. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. That's crazy. That's crazy. You should leave a five-star review. Honestly, just one word. Just say good. I'd be happy with that even. But the five stars and written review, that would be so clutch. Honestly, give it a go. It's interesting too because like on other pod- podcasts, they say it helps people find the show. And I don't know if that's true, but if that is true, good. But also, where are they getting that data from? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe app. Maybe like popular shows get information from Apple about their their podcast. Hmm. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. Uh, this has been Long Live Play, episode thirty three. I've been me. He's been him. If you did want to find us on a social, you could look for Long Live Pod. You could just somewhere. You could look for it. But more importantly, as other podcasts have informed us, the written reviews on Apple Podcasts is important. So please. 
do it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully I don't have corona by then, but you never know. You never know. Here's to you, kid. (laughs)